right, all right. Boom, baby. Welcome to the Rising Up Mentality, a podcast designed to help build breakthrough mindsets that have you becoming more and doing more and ultimately giving more. I am your host, Jeff Reiser. Each week, I'll be bringing you stories of adversity that ultimately led to success that are going to inspire you, leadership and mentorship from real people relating to ways that you can begin rising up against circumstances and obstacles in your business and personal lives. Today is episode number one of the Rising Up Mentality, so it only seems fitting that on episode one I share a little bit of my background, my story, what exactly is Rising Up Mentality uh, that has ultimately just evolved over the last four years where, you know, where did it come from? why you want to check it out every single week, why you want to absorb and and learn the stories and leadership I'll be sharing with you. Um, So here's that million dollar question that you're probably asking yourself right now. Why do I want to listen to somebody named Jeff Reiser from Rising Up and and everything that he has to say? And and why now is it so important to utilize some of those concepts and some of those stories that uh, I'll be sharing with you each week? Here's the truth. I'm no one special. Uh, I'm not extremely wealthy with with money. Uh, I'm not some sort of celebrity. I don't have some crazy get-rich-quick scheme to, to share with you. But I do have a story to share. I do have experiences to share. I do have some amazing people that I've met along the way in my journey that um, will ultimately have you rising up uh, to, your, to your own be. So with that said, here's what I've learned over the last 43 years of my life. Many of the lessons specifically coming from the last six years of my journey. You know, I strongly believe that we all have been given a measure of faith, or in other words, some people call it, you know, talents. Um, It's a faith which, you know, we receive and how we use our varying gifts. It's that faith and our talents by which we live each day. And then we are each given time to serve the world with that specific measure of faith or that specific talent that we've been given. And I've also learned that playing small does not serve the world. I'll say that again. Playing small does not serve the world in in any way. And I believe that many of us truly never reach our full potential and use those talents that have been given to us. And the reason for that is mainly out of fear, fear of failure, fear of judgment, fear of success, you know, only to race against time when ultimately it's too late. Because the reality is, time is that one commodity that they they just don't make any more of. So not a single one of us have any idea how much time we truly have to use that measure of faith or use those talents that we have. So I'm willing to bet you have dreams just like I do. Each and every one of us has that dream that we've thought about, that goal that we've wanted to reach, that destination that we want to reach. But most of us, we never really reach that goal. We never really reach that destination due to the fear due to the lack of confidence that we have in ourselves, due to the lack of you know, using our gifted faith and talents to, to serve the world. So one of the greatest people I love to follow on YouTube is, is Prince EA, and he says it best. You know, He asked that question, what is the richest place in the world? He goes on to say it's not China, it's not Dubai, it's the graveyard, because that's where you'll find books that were never written, businesses that never got started, ideas that never were shared. And the reason for that is simple. What I've already stated, fear, scared to take a risk. But here's what's so great. You're not in the graveyard right now. You're allowed to be in the moment. You're allowed to be present. You're allowed to take advantage of opportunities and turn them into possibilities that are endless. So for me, that measure of faith or that talent is through my words. It's through my presence, which for whatever reason, 
I tend to have the ability to say the right things at the right time to the right person at the right time. And I always seem to be placed in the position for reasons that I don't think anybody can explain or I cannot explain. I believe that is the measure of faith given to me. And, and it's my way of serving the world. It's my way of building people's self-confidence in their businesses or in their personal lives. And I believe my personal story, which I'm going to share with you momentarily, along with the stories of other real people that I'm going to bring to you that were facing adversity, only to keep fighting, to keep moving forward, where they found success, those stories need to be heard more, you know, now more than ever. So with that said, guys, I'm, I'm a firm believer of taking ownership of your actions and taking ownership of where you're at in life, whether that be in current relationships or where you're at or stuck in your careers. Um, maybe your business is, is flourishing. Maybe it's, you know, struggling. For me, it took 39 years to figure that out. And when I finally figured that out about taking ownership and where it would lead me, it ultimately took me to places uh, that I never thought I would be. Uh, it ultimately brought me experiences that I never thought I would experience. So it became something that I focused on. And, you know, it's something that I still have to focus on today because there's certain things that I'm not great at taking ownership with. I'm not perfect in every area, every area of my life. So for, for you and me, it comes down to this. Do you ever have that desire to just do more? Or have you ever just told yourself, I'm gonna over and over, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. Only for you know, cons- you know, time to go by, only for something you know, tragic to happen in our lives. Uh, maybe somebody walks out of your life or a relationship ends that we ultimately take that step back and, and we said, I should have. I should have done this or I should have done that. So in today's episode specifically, which is the first episode of The Rising Up Mentality, I want to share with you ways to start implementing and doing the things that you want to do in your own personal life, ways to grow your business instead of just sitting back and hoping for change. Because the reality is, although hope is is important, it's not a strategy. It's not going to help you move forward. And it's certainly not going to help you start rising up where you need to start start rising up. So if we take a look back at the last 18 to 24 months, I was in that same position. I was planning this podcast to align with my other social content, to build on what I love to call becoming an attractive character. And I'll talk more about that on future episodes, but um, this was a way for me to continue to serve the world with stories. But uh, what I was doing was the same thing other people were doing. I was just telling myself, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. When in fact, I would allow every single excuse to kind of control me and uh, not move forward and just giving me enough reason to just push it to the back burner. That became a problem for me. So more truth is that I knew the message that I wanted to get out to people. I knew the people that I wanted to to serve and hear this message, but I, I was stuck in that I'm gonna rut, like so many of us do from just time and time again. So if we fast forward to today, you know, here we are, June of 2020, we all started 2020 with just incredible new goals, high hopes, you know, as the economy uh, supposedly was doing really well. And just like that, this unexpected thing happened. And we're all probably facing probably the biggest obstacle of our lives, a little bit different than 2008, because we just had a hard cutoff uh, to where we were going in 2020. Whereas in 2008, we had maybe a little bit of warning or it was, it was drawn out a little bit more than just a hard cutoff. Uh, And we're certainly facing probably the most uncertainty that we've ever faced in our lives. COVID-19 playing a major role, you know, in disrupting our plans. Racial inequality continuing to, you know, divide this country in a time where we should all be one. I mean, it's 2020. Why aren't we not all one unit? 
So there's so much uncertainty of how this is all going to play out with our families and our personal lives, our careers and our businesses. So um, I'm going to back up here a little bit and just share part of my story and where Rising Up comes from. And I think you'll start to realize that, you know, being transparent with you, sharing my full transparency along with, you know, some amazing content, some amazing guest lineups that I have for you uh, on multiple different subjects. Um, I think it'll be 100% relatable to you with ever it is that you're going through. So I've done this before, too, where you ever look at somebody and, and you say to yourself, you know, man, that person has it all together. They have the good job. They have the nice house. They have the great kids that seem to, to listen all the time, which we know that's probably not true. Um, they got the perfect relationship. They, they have all the friends. They have plenty of free time. What are they doing that uh, I'm doing wrong? Why can't I be like them? So let me fill you on, on one thing, and it took me a long time to figure this out as well, that you know, no one knows what's going on inside anybody's four walls. And I can almost certainly guarantee that the perfect picture that you painted of that person that you're always comparing yourself to is probably struggling with different things as well. And that was me. You know, most people looked at my four walls and thought everything was perfect, but the truth was they weren't even close. And you're going to continue to hear more and more about, you know, my story as more episodes go by and I have, you know, amazing guests on this, on this podcast. So what is rising up today? It's far different than it was in 2015. I can tell you that much when that name or, or brand was kind of created um, at the bar of all things. Uh, but of course, you know, there's a story that that leads up to what rising up is today versus what it was in 2015. So I'll try to bring you up to speed quickly, you know, through the years as everything I had planned uh, to be a certain way, just like many of us do. We want things to work out a perfect way and they never really work out that way. So I was born in a small town named uh, Plainfield, Connecticut. It's on the eastern side of Connecticut, where I reside uh, today still uh, with, with my kids. Uh, had some great success in high school sports, was recruited to play you know, at several colleges to, to, to play Division I baseball. And I turned all those down because I was burned out from sports and, and I wanted to go to college where my friends went to college, which ultimately led me to Central Connecticut State University in New Britain, Connecticut. Um, and it's become one of my biggest regrets in life. And one of the lessons you'll hear me talk about often, getting uncomfortable and taking advantage of opportunities as often as possible. I had that fear of the unknown, and I just wanted to kind of follow other people. So that is one of the biggest regrets of my life. Well, I completed that first year at, at CCSU, only to come home that summer to my, to my mother moving to Texas and uh, with her new husband. Uh, my father working, you know, 80, 90, 100 hours a week, uh, never really being home, kind of trying to figure things out on our own. Um, to landing a job that summer because I needed a job badly. And there's another story behind this I'll share later. Uh, but as a Kirby vacuum salesman knocking on doors in Providence, Rhode Island all summer long. Here was what's really cool about that. That was my first sales job and I was earning almost $2,000 a week. So I had you know no direction from my parents. I made that decision uh, that money was more important to me than an education at the time. So I decided not to go back to college that year. And I mean, I was 19 years old. I was making $2,000 a week in 1996. So think about a 19-year-old making that kind of money with no other direction and just trying to figure out on your own. So I thought I had it made, you know, only to run into snags with that opportunity and quitting at the end of the summer. But man, I could tell you some amazing stories from that opportunity that would probably take an entire episode to go over. Uh, but in short, you know, it went from walking in people's homes and hearing, you know, their strong faith, uh, preaching to me during, you know, those presentations with a $1,800 vacuum to um, opening the door to a woman. I'm talking on several occasions here, a woman opening the door in full lingerie, offering favors 
for discounts and, and pulling out their husband's credit card to buy an $1,800 vacuum. No questions asked. So that'll go down as one of the wildest jobs I've ever had. But here's the truth with all of that, even that experience uh, about not going back to school. It was the best decision I have ever made as I presented uh, or was presented so many more opportunities over the next 22 years, uh, which you're going to hear more about in, in future episodes. But, you know, from there, um, I re-enrolled in, in a couple, you know, local community college classes, I took a third shift position at a, um, a Frito-Lay factory here uh, in town, only to realize quickly that's not what I wanted to do the rest of my life. Even though the pay was fair, the, the, the people were great, uh, I had much bigger dreams and things that I wanted to do with my future family, and uh, I needed to make those changes. Um, so those dreams led me to working in the insurance industry as a 20-year-old kid, cold calling individuals to sell them home and auto insurance for the first two years. Uh, and for the last 20 years, it's been an incredible career focusing directly on small to mid-sized businesses, you know, offering risk management and, and insurance solutions to you know, protect their businesses and op- ultimately help them be more profitable. But that also came with its challenges trying to gain the respect from successful business owners as a 20-year-old kid. What that meant was I had to condition myself with learning how to take a no or just completely be ignored. Those are times that you really have to question yourself if you're made out for these types of things, but that led to so much growth for me, so much opportunity for me that was built with grit and just a determined mindset to, to, to be more and, and do more. So from there, that brings us to the year you know 2000, uh, where I married my high school sweetheart at the age of, of 23, built our dream home in 2003, had two sons, uh, age 27 and age 30. Uh, both of their names are Cole and uh, Brayden, both incredible kids, which you'll find that um, they're my sole purpose for, for fighting each day and growing daily. And you'll learn that every single decision that I make is based on how it will affect them. And that's just that's just who I am. So the unfortunate part is in 2012, uh, for many re- reasons related to my own decision-making, my own faults, I had separated from my uh, now ex-wife. Uh, it's no fault of hers at all. But a chapter in my life that uh, I'm certainly grateful for um, uh, and continue to have a very amicable relationship with her. And, and she certainly deserves that. Some people don't understand that. And I get it. Um, it, it seems to be the um, abnormal thing to do with a divorce situation, but I try to respect you know, people's thoughts on that. However, there's a lot of power in having that type of relationship with her and honoring the mother of my children. Um, you know, who happens to have the same passion I do to, to serve those kids? Um, the bigger picture is um, how well adjusted my two sons have become with it, how much they value a relationship, how much they have grown due to that amicable relationship and how much we, we honor each other. Uh, I think many people look at a divorce situation as an, uh, an extremely powerful event that can never really be overcome. Uh, but the reality is it's our choice to overcome that and how we treat it. It can be handled in a way that has you looking out for everyone's best interest, including your own. So although that was a, a lengthy chapter in my life, it was a positive chapter in my life, um, but it's a, it's a closed chapter now. And it's a closed chapter that I'm okay with moving on from because the truth is relationships do end. And that's okay, uh, in my personal opinion, that relationships do end. Uh, I'm a firm believer people come into our lives for, for really specific reasons, and sometimes they exit too. Regardless of the reason, we have to honor and respect that time frame uh, in our life. And there are plenty of lessons to pull from every single relationship that we, we have, whether it's um, you know a, a spousal relationship or a girlfriend or a boyfriend or with our children or our, our careers or our clients. 
There's lessons to be learned from all of those, and sometimes those relationships end, which led to that 2013 uh, divorce. Um, from there, just a battle with depression, battle with anxiety, which is something I'll touch more on again on future episodes. Um, I always thought it was just me that dealt with you know, fear and anxiety, but, but the reality is I've learned I'm not the only one there, but I've also learned how to deal with it through something called embracing the process, something you're going to learn about in episode two. So if you want to learn about you know, that mindset, episode two is going to be really, really powerful. Uh, and it's something that has many people just wondering how they can learn to do the same thing when they have the same struggles that I was struggling with, with, with depression and anxiety and not worrying about you know, what's coming next. So here's exactly where my story rising up starts to develop. Um, entering a serious relationship in 2014 post-divorce, uh, a relationship that brought incredible growth, a relationship that had both partners uh, supporting others, each other's careers, uh, supporting each other's families, a relationship that it actually grew really fast, um, came with many laughs, came with many experiences, um, and a relationship that I truly thought was going to be long-term, but a relationship um, that I also thought was going to bring my children into um, to write that next chapter of success and, and happiness in my life. But here's where I failed with that. I was protective of my children ever meeting anyone, mainly because I, I felt as if I failed them um, you know, through that whole divorce situation and mainly because I wanted them to only meet someone that I was serious about, that I knew was going to be long-term, that, would, uh, that I knew would add value uh, into their lives. I didn't want them going through multiple relationships and being confused as they, as they grew into adulthood. Um, so this particular person that I had entered, um, entered that relationship with in 2014 deserved you know, every part of that. But again, the reality of that is it was my lack of growth and, and more so my insecurity um, that really ultimately led to that relationship ending to, to no one's fault but my own. Um, this person certainly you know, gave me no reason to, to lack security. But it was a time in my life that I personally needed major growth but wasn't aware of it uh, in, in many, many areas of my life. And, that, you know, some of that stems from childhood. Uh, some of it stems from my own actions. But again, a chapter I can pull so many lessons from. So today, yeah, I still have that protection over my children, but I'm a little bit more lenient with it. But I've learned greatly um, from that. And, and everyone has adjusted really, really well. So that leads me to 2015 after, after that relationship, facing my own adversity, you know, the anger, the, the depression, the anxiety, facing some obstacles I've created for myself. Um, that's where Rising Up was born. And, you know, my cousin Tom, he, he thinks he claims to come up with that name, Rising Up, at the, at the bar that night. Um, but either way, um, I was on the wrong Rising Up tour, as I had called it in 2015, which was drinking more than I like to admit, spending money I didn't have, doing things I should not be doing. Again, all out of anger, uh, pointing the finger, rather than looking in the mirror and taking ownership of why I, where, why I was where I was. It was if I was becoming someone that I said I would never, ever be, something I witnessed as a, as a child, someone else become, and it was something I didn't want to ever be, especially in front of my children. Um, so that was a short chapter, and it's certainly something I'm not super proud of, but something that I probably had to go through only for a switch to go off at the start of 2016 where I realized I needed to make a change, get back to who I was, start another rising up toward this time of focus on personal growth and development. And, and so the concept of rising up mentality was created with a focus on, again, being more and doing more and ultimately being able to give more. And when you give more, I am a firm believer that the possibilities are endless. Uh, you touch and impact so many more lives. And ultimately, that comes full circle and makes you more confident and happy and fulfilled. And that's, I think, ultimately what we all want. 
So what exactly is that rising up mentality and how can you embrace it with the things that maybe you've been facing, maybe some things that you are stuck on in the past or things you are worried about in the future? I think the answer is simple. It's a mindset. That's all it really is. A rising up mentality is just a mindset uh, that you get to control by becoming that best version of yourself. But it has to come through personal growth. It has to come through career growth, relationship growth, family growth, and uh, really most important, self-awareness. And that's something I lacked. I didn't have self-awareness of where I was. So when you have that mentality of rising up in everything you do, everything you face, everything you fear, it's going to lead you to breakthrough in, in all areas of your life. Again, personal relationships, business relationships, personal growth, business growth. You know, And I do this rising up mentality through um, understanding that every second counts, every decision counts. And knowing that every decision and every second compounds over time to something positive or it can compound to something negative and you get the choice of which way that goes. And we can do that in every area of life. Uh, and the greatest part is you ultimately get to choose that. It starts with knowing why you do what you do, focusing on what you can control, embracing the process, more on that in episode two, uh, committing to your goals, reevaluating over time. And then you ha if you have to switch gears, then you switch gears. So the questions that I want to ask you as we wrap this up is something that I ask people often. If you change nothing in your life today, if you change nothing in your circumstances today, are you okay with where that leads you in a year, three years, five years, 10 years from now? And do you absolutely love your life? And if you don't, what would you specifically change? That's going to take you some time to figure out. Um, what is holding you back from doing and getting the things that you truly want? And I think it goes back to how many times have you told yourself that I'm gonna over and over only for it to now lead to you saying, I should have. So instead of telling yourself I should have, go out and do what you said you were going to do. Have some integrity. And I think for many of us, we wait for these life-altering events to, to sit back and reflect. And we try to fix things that maybe are too late to fix. And I can tell you that, you know, for me personally, I have many I should have moments um, over the years. But now I know that there is so much power in focusing on, on my weaknesses, um, so much power in focusing on my personal growth that it, it has become a strong focus and commitment for me because it's paid such huge uh, dividends and still some stuff I still have to work on. So whatever those circumstances are right now that you're going through, whatever it is that you're dealing with, always know that sometimes there's only one opportunity in life that gets presented to us. And maybe what has been presented to you or offered to you recently, maybe that is that one opportunity to, to step back, to reevaluate, to switch gears and start, you know, kind of just living again instead of just, you know, trying to survive or just trying to keep your head above water like many of us do. Um, and, and I think the simplest way to live our lives in, in a way that impacts our families or impacts relationships, our businesses, our careers, um, is first by taking ownership, exactly where you're at, taking the chances, challenging yourself to grow on a regular basis. But here's the truth. Why is it that so many of us fear taking those chances? Why do we talk ourselves out of everything we just said we were going to do? It comes down to a lack of confidence and it comes down to we fear success, not failure. We fear success. So I can understand the lack of self-confidence because we can work on that. We, can, we all have some lack of self-confidence and it's something that we can build on. All of us struggle with that self-doubt from, from time to time. But why do we fear success? For me, that just doesn't ever really make sense. 
Is it an external struggle, like others not believing in us, people that we're surrounding by telling us we're going to fail, or is it more of an internal struggle where you just don't believe in yourself that ultimately prevents you from doing the things that you want to do? So most people have, have zero proof of anything ever working for them. They've tried, they've failed, and they've given up. So they ultimately settle for what has been handed down to them. And they feel, you know what, this is just my life. It is what it is. I'm just going to you know, have to live this way. Here's why I'm here. I'm here to tell you this, that all of that can change. I've been through, through those exact thoughts. I, I've beat myself up over many decisions that I've made, many actions I've taken, only to realize the path I'm on is, is the true gift. And again, I know I keep talking about it, but I can't wait to share that with you on episode two on embracing the process where you'll learn about, um, you know, just understanding the things that we go through is the true gift in life. So if you take that first question that I asked you a little bit earlier about where you'll be in one to five years, if that doesn't sit well with you, the answer that you gave yourself, give yourself some grace, but also take that leap of faith because it truly is time to become more. Um, And when you start becoming more, you're going to do more. And ultimately, you're going to be able to have so much value and so many resources that you're going to be able to, to give more. And when you give more, that's where you really start to live life rather than having to fight to keep your head above water you know, mentally and, and financially and watch your relationships grow. So it all starts with deciding what areas in your life can you start rising up in daily so that you truly start winning. And that right there is what rising up is, is all about all about mindset that you get to control by becoming the best version of yourself through self-awareness and and personal growth. So I want to help you free yourself from the chains holding you back. Um, Same thing I was struggling with for a really long time and same thing I, um, you know, witness other people struggling with Um, by giving you resources and, and stories of adversity and hope, whereas most people get caught up in those chains only to remain stuck and and held back and just settling for the life that they have. And again, getting back to Prince EA, I love this guy on YouTube. He says it best that the average person dies at age 25, but is buried at age 75. So I'll let you think on that one uh, for a moment. Here's how you can help me. If this brings you any value at all, I ask you to please subscribe, uh, rate us five stars if you could, um, and and write a short review. And um, so more people can hear the value of other real people sharing their stories on this podcast. And you can follow me um, under Rising Up on Facebook. Uh, You can follow me on Instagram at rising.up and also on LinkedIn under Jeffrey Riser. So in the next episode, I'm going to share with you again that mindset process that took me 39 years to figure out, a mindset shift that has me waking each day feeling inspired, a mindset that has me feeling safe and ultimately fulfilled. So I want to give you that framework for that mindset on episode number two. So so be sure to listen in next week. And always remember this, you don't have to be perfect to be amazing. It's Jeff Reiser from The Rising Up Mentality, and we will see you next week.